Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking here about you and your business. Always love talking to Lee Kaplan. Uh, he's an attorney with the law firm of Smeisner, Kaplan, and Veselka. Love talking to him about public policy issues on all levels, federal, state, and local. And, uh, and, and, and I, for one, was very intrigued by the fact that uh, after uh, being really a thought leader in a lot of what's happening in the policy front, that Lee is running for mayor of uh, the fourth largest city of the United States, Houston, Texas. Lee, talk a little bit about your uh, candidacy and how people can get more information about that. Sure. Uh, the background of this is I've been in Houston virtually my entire life, and I've been interested in public issues, but I've never been involved, never run for anything before, and over time, I became restless, and and uh, it's just fascinating to me how hard it is to get something done through political events. And so I decided to run, and, and I'd like to address the issues that people complain about the most, uh, the things that, that uh, people talk about when I call them and ask them about issues are crime, traffic, and infrastructure, which really means flooding. Um, Permitting, that is the difficulty of just getting something built in the city of Houston, which apparently is even harder than it is in the in the county. And uh, I, I guess the importance of public officials who are not career politicians, and that seems to be appealing when I talk to people that I've had a life in the private sector started a business, uh, a law firm that went from three lawyers and a secretary to 28 lawyers and 50 total people. And and I think people appreciate that, that I have some sense mm-hmm. of the frustrations that people who are trying to make a living experience when they're dealing with public entities. So um, after looking into it, I had decided to run, and I have raised a significant amount of money basically as much as other candidates, just from calling people and asking what they care about. And sometimes they say, nobody ever asked me that before. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. The website is uh, kaplanforhoustonmayor.com, which has a short bio of myself. It's got a discussion of the issues and um, a short video. And it also has a donate button for people who choose to donate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kaplan from HoustonMayor.com. Make sure you check that out. And I think, you know, when you say that, uh, when you call and you ask people what matters to them, that that resonates with them, I think it makes perfect perfect sense because politicians at like the entire world is waiting for them to get in, you know, get in a race so they can uh, talk about themselves and their issues. I think uh, if people genuinely want to know that those who are, are striving to represent them actually know what that looks like. And, and asking that question is reflective of that. So I think it's a, it's a way of approaching um, an office like mayor. Okay, let's talk about, you know, an issue that has really federal, state, and local implications, you know, which is the bunch of conversations that we've got going on in Washington. Finally, uh, you, you've got the uh, new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, uh, is going to meet with uh, President 
my understanding, the first time since he's been elected speaker, which isn't that long, uh, but they don't have much of a relationship from what I understand. Um, they're, they're, they're very alien to each other from what I understand. Um, and so they're going to go into this dicey conversation where since uh, the 1990s, the Republicans have gotten a kick out of holding the economy hostage through uh, things like, uh, oh, no, we, we vote for stuff that adds to the deficit, uh, but we're not going to vote to increase the uh, debt limit. You know, and so as your, your, your quintessential have your kick too has been the Republican approach for, for quite some time. You know, in my opinion, the Democrats have been equally irresponsible. These guys have been collaborators in fiscal irresponsibility. And so now here we are, another, you know, de debt broken, something's got to happen, got to have some kind of action regarding this. And, you know, during the break you were seeing, very poignantly uh, pointing out to me, is that there's a weird interaction going on, uh, particularly on the White House part, but I, I know you would agree on, on the uh, House part as well, when it comes to this really pressing issue of a national debt that's now well over $30 trillion. And when I talked to Steve Stock, uh, sorry, David Stockman last week, the former O&B uh, director, office of management and budget director under under Reagan, you know, when he got there, the debt, this was early 80s, uh, the debt just reached a trillion dollars. That that was what 40 years ago, a trillion dollars. You know, and now they add to the debt a trillion dollars almost every year. And so they continue to act like this is not a big deal, which both parties have been guilty of. Uh, you know, they do theater. They don't do substance. It's really frustrating to watch. Absolutely. Years ago, when um, President Obama came into power as president, uh, I was at a party and spoke with a longtime Democratic Congress member who is now retired, and said, look, we have to do something. We have to do something about the budget and how we spend money, and that includes everything, whether it's entitlements or defense or something. And he said to me, it's too early. The Republicans will never agree. And I said, well, if you don't put something out there, they're not going to have to disagree. And he said, no, it's just too early. And, of course, there was somewhat of an opportunity when Boehner and Obama were were uh, negotiating, and I'm not sure who pulled the rug out from under whom, but they're just talking past each other. And now we're talking past each other with a much larger national debt. The best gift the United States has gotten is the instability and insecurity in other countries because we still are recognized as a pillar in the world. But we're dissipating that. The instability and impulsiveness of the Trump years uh, didn't help us. And the apparent fecklessness um, on some issues of the Democrats has not helped us either. And now nobody is really talking about what are we going to do to get our economic house in order. And uh, if we don't start doing that, then we will decline. We will be a second-rate country. And I, I do not understand how it is that our president and our Republican leaders can be so at odds and keep talking past each other. I regard it as foolish at best and uh, very dangerous at worst. 
Yes. Yes. And, you know, to put it in perspective, the United States government hasn't had a balanced budget since 1990, what, 94, 95? They've only had two since 1960, uh, the other one being uh, in the late 1960s. They don't put this together. And the only way it did happen in the 1990s was with a Republican-controlled House and a, uh, a Democratic president. Uh, it was uh, Clinton and really John Kasich, who was the chair uh, of the Budget Committee. It took those guys being willing to work together. And so uh, and it, and it only worked one year. And uh, that's a pretty solid record. Yeah, we missed a historic opportunity. And I don't know why it is that in the Clinton years, um, we couldn't uh, make anything happen. And in the Obama years, when the when Boehner and Obama were talking, they couldn't make anything happen. I, I don't get it. And sooner or later, we have to get it. We need more attention to that issue. Because if we damage our faith and credit, then ultimately, we will not be a reserve currency, and people will... will uh, move elsewhere and this makes it easy for the chinese who frankly want to dominate the world and we why would we make it easy for them i don't get it yeah it doesn't make any sense um was it uh um huey long right the governor of uh the governor of louisiana who said uh don't tax you don't tax me tax the fellow behind the tree uh, that was his, you know, mantra was all about, uh, you know, and, and there's no better way of doing that than uh, taxing people who aren't even born yet to have no voting power whatsoever. And, and again, both parties are guilty of this. Uh, you know, some of, some of my, uh, really some of the p- favorite people I knew when I worked in politics, like Jack Kent, really very reasonable person, a real cross-the-aisle kind of guy. He was a great Deficit spending, deficits don't matter, and yet here we are today, and we have totally mortgaged the futures, uh, future generations. It's it's unbelievable to me, and so it it, it, it goes back to the concept in economics. I remember my uh, sophomore economics class where we were taught about the short cycle, and when you've got politicians who are driven by two, four, and six year cycles, which is what it's like on the federal level. Uh, it's very, very difficult to get them to become long-term consequential thinkers when, it, to them, all that's consequential is a re-election. Well, that's right. And, you know, it's easy to pick one whipping boy for all this stuff, and I don't want to do that. But I was shocked some years back when uh, uh, Dick Cheney said deficits don't matter. That was like a yeah. break from Republican orthodoxy. At that time, the Republicans at least acted like deficits mattered, even as they voted to allow Social Security and Medicare to be expanded. And when Cheney said that, I thought, wow, things are things are moving in the wrong direction. And that's continued to this day. Nobody has had an honest conversation about what to do about the deficit, whether it's Robert Reich or Paul Krugman or some of the most conservatives um, the conservative uh, members of the Republican movement. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And by the way, Stockman talked about uh, about Cheney as well. The most articulate, in my opinion, I'm defending that thesis of 
Uh, Kent, uh, the congressman from uh, New York who became uh, HUD director, for those not familiar, and VP VP nominee for Bob Dole uh, in the 90s. Um, Yeah, I don't get it. To me, it's mind-boggling and it's such hypocrisy. And you can't keep doing this. You simply can't keep doing it. If our interest rates reflected reality, uh, you, you know, when you look at the way we spend, uh, the interest rates would be so much higher than what, uh, what we even have right now. And, uh, you know, we're, we're belly aching and, and in pain over the way they are right now. If they reflected the way our, this government spends and the way this government does things, uh, it, it will be, hor- I mean, so much worse. And, of course, if they keep playing games, if they don't figure out how to come up, even with a, with a plan where they don't allow, uh, uh, you know, where they – uh, don't address the immediate sitting problem. You're looking at some serious consequences. You're you're looking at the laying rating of the federal government. Uh, that's far-reaching. Forget about just the, the huge need of doing something long-term. That uh, is all rhetoric at this point. Right, and that's dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Lee Kaplan, always love having you on. Uh, again, it's Taplin for HoustonMayor.com. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Final thoughts from you as we wrap it up? No, I just uh, I would urge people to pay attention to the issues going on in Houston. Visit my website, visit other candidates' website, and be engaged. Yeah, I think that's a good, a good word to end on. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business.